0: So good morning. Here we are again. I was just thinking it's kind of uh it's too bad. we this is the last day. I feel like we're just getting the schedule down and we're getting out of placement, and I'm just getting oriented. I, don't know. I must all things just come to an end. So um today. What I'd like to do is, okay, so short recap, you don't have to listen to the whole thing again, but so over the last three days, we've talked about Katagiri, Roshi, Chakyamuni Buddha, um, regarding the light, being enlightened to oneself, A.H. Uh, and and others regarding the life force energy and how energy, how energy is transmitted through light. And that the light can be dimmed bright and brightened depending on how, really, how open our heart is and how compassionately, wisely, generos- generously we relate to ourselves and others. Or if we want to look at it another way, um, it depends on how liberated we are from. Our attachments to our identity and self through ideas, thoughts, and actions. So we talked about how to build up uh, uh, the capacity for uh, a greater power to emit light, and um, this process, according to Dogen, is well, Gary, both is fortified by a daily sitting practice, as well as taking care of our life, moment to moment, task by task. And lastly, by serving others, not for ourselves, but as others' needs appear before us. So today, I think I would be remiss not to mention Dogen's discussion of on the oneness of things. We kind of alluded to it. So um, I thought I'd just talk a little bit about that before we go on to anything else. So um, Dogen talks about when an old plum tree opens, the world of blossoms and flowers arises. And so he says when, when is spring, spring is when one flower opens. Two flowers open, five flowers, six flowers, hundreds, millions, all open. And that's the same concept as Dogen is expressing when he's, I'm not Dogen, Suzuki when he said, when he was sitting under the Bodhi tree and said that this uh my enlightenment, basically, this is a kodak. Um, all sentient beings are enlightened, all at the same time simultaneously. Same. So that, that's looking at the world through the idea of oneness, through oneness. And it's not an easy concept. The mind can't, you can't put ideas on it. It's really difficult to do that. So how do we, how do we hold that? It's a question. Mm. So um, I guess I think about sometimes um, about spring the Gardener, and so it's this, I see, I see the same thing in a way um, as Dogen. When one flower pops, the garden just spreads, but it's, it's not only popping flowers, it's flopping, flopping up everything. It's like this whole major transformation all at once in the garden, like all of a sudden certain insects arrive at a certain time and then the birds, the migration, the migration is a total shift of the whole certainly in in uh, the United States, not the United States, but the whole uh, west from the United States down to Mexico, Central America, South America, all the birds you know at different times are starting to make this huge move to the northern hemisphere and it's It's like that. It's just this moment when everything wakes up at the same time and actualizes, you know, actualizes in the sense that they're born and they die. It's this, the cycle starts at one point and it just, all is happening all at once, everything, and it's all interconnected, one thing to another. So that's the way I kind of look at it. So at that time there was no gap, no separation between all sentient beings and Shakyamuni Buddha. All reached enlightenment simultaneously. So that is non-dualism, complete oneness. But the most important idea behind this in the Buddha's teaching is seeing yourself And others, in terms of oneness, there's no separation. So what does that actually mean? That whatever happens to you impacts me and the rest of us. What else does that mean? It means that we care about everything as much as we think we care about ourselves and you know the things in our lives. Instead it's just we care about all of it equally. Does that make sense? Because it's all continuation. It's all it's all interacting, so how could it be any different? But it's hard to talk about that. <clears throat> But oneness is our original nature. It is the original nature of the flowers, of the plum flowers' life, a tree's life, a pebble's life, a mountain's life, and your life. So by listening to the to Buddha's teachings and studying yourself, gradually you come to realize how selfish and egotistical the human world is. And so many people turn to spiritual practice. And at the same time, as they see how egotistical the world is, it's, it's very <coughs> intricate. What can you rely on? It's living around all the time. So, the spiritual practice is, is another choice. And then you may experience something. You may have a glimpse. You may have some sort of uh, special state that you reach. And the problem can be as you attach to that and you freeze it and you hold on to it. And then you stop the momentum, the movement, the connection. <coughs> So then at some point, you realize you need to know the aspect of the world that goes beyond the human and the spiritual world. And that is the world of Dharma, which is the world of unified life, which is called oneness. <clears throat> so in this place, both the human and the spirit, spiritual worlds are interacting intimately all the time. <clears throat> and they're creating something, a better world. And this is called dependent origination. This is the chain. There's the chain that leads us to. Born and when we create this identity, everything falls apart after the identity is created. We attach all these things to it, and then we have suffering, right? And the other side of that is kind of the dismantling of that, and realizing our own true nature. So the dependent origination is able to function due to dharma. Dharma world is activity in motion. And the momentum of one moment is time. It's an event. And then Dogen goes into the time being, which I don't want to go into that right now because that's a whole intensive to itself. But being time. So the liveness of your life exists within one moment of time, Everything that's going on during that moment of time is all one there. This is called everyday life. So day after day, year after year, century after century, all we have to do is live, I love this, live in this moment, it's just this moment, just this moment. This is Zen practice. So in Zen, we try to handle the activity of each moment with a clear and open mind. What's this? What's this? What's next? And when you do that, you experience a sense of calmness and peace. Which is brightening, brightens your life and fills it with aliveness. And you're calm and simultaneously alive in a dynamic way. So you are this energy. And this is the place that Katagiri talked about of peace and harmony, repose and bliss. Peaceful mind understands the content of a moment. Your own life is inner inter- relating with the life of all beings in the universe. And because this moment is unified, it's one, all living beings become the permanent furniture of your mind. It's all there. And at that time, you realize your true self. You experience your true self. Now the curious thing is, Dogen says also that everything that exists in the human world—delusion, enlightenment, hell realm, hell realms—all of that, everything must be seen and accepted as Buddha. We're going back around again. Where's the chant book? Okay, you don't have to get. It. get the reference to Chan, by the same. This is Buddha, <laughs> and then we can accept the teachings of Buddhism. So that's the background for that. This is what Buddhism is about. So I wanted to bring that in and, and I, we'll work with that during our, hopefully, with our exercise this afternoon. And I, I just want to spend a, a okay. Timekeeper, how long do I have? Two, 45 minutes till 11.30. Till 11.30, okay, great. So. Buddha. (laughs) Buddha's calling. Um. So now I'd like to kind of consider. uh, What what are we? um, From all that we've heard and. Um, from at least this um, time together. How do we negotiate the way? We'll go back to that. And these are questions, I, th- I thought, I usually don't like to have people write, but um, I think I might do it for just for people to play with it. If you wouldn't mind getting some paper and pen, and if you guys want to get some paper and pen, we'll just write down some questions through people just to think about and and, uh, write about. Takes you out of your, out of goodness, oneness, but puts you back in the mind. That might be fun to do that. Laurie? Could you say something about um, negotiate? Negotiate the way? Yeah, it's it's just well basically how do you live your life? It's talking about the Buddha's way. So how, how do you live your life? How do you live a human life and a spiritual life? How do you um yeah how how do you put all that together? How do you maybe balance and not exactly? Well, yeah, I mean balance is okay. Um, yeah, how do you see the universal? How do you see the oneness? How does that? Can you? How do you see that in your life? And then I'll go through a whole bunch of questions so that may help. But how do you see the oneness? And then. Also, you know, it's, we're, taking, we're ta- looking about, talking about looking at the relative and the absolute yeah. in our life. And how do we negotiate that? May I ask a question about your problem? <coughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> I got confused over this phrase, and I don't know exactly how you phrased it, but you said, in this in this place, and I don't know what you meant by this place, we are living <coughs> the worldly and the spiritual. I don't know if you meant in 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 the Zendo. Mm. And then you added, and there is some place beyond. <coughs> and I got confused because that place go ahead. Because for me, although I don't know if I've ever been to that place beyond. They're all here now. They are all here now. Okay. And the the idea is though when you're when you're um you have a choice to be aware of one thing or another, right? And so if you become aware of the oneness of things, if you realize um uh, that there is no separation. Um, I'm talking about that place. When you come from that place, you see the world from a very very different perspective. You see we're one, and we're at peace and harmony. And that's before it goes back to a statement I made earlier, or actually made um, about um, the place where the individual self, it's before the individual self. So it's the place before the self forms itself. And that can Mm be moment by moment, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. I was talking about this place, not trying to verify it, but just to say that this exists too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I love that Peg's titling her book, Not Two, and that idea of the difference between not two and one, because we, we can easily go with one, two, it's a thing. Yeah, exactly. And also it's an answer. as opposed supposed to not two acknowledges that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a, a neat little shift, mm-hmm. you know, but it's more Western thinking, this idea of one and then you have it handled. Yes, <laughs> we you know what it is, you know, it, it's really mysterious, but all we know is that we're not separate. And that's, that's I'm good, I'm glad to pull it out. Yeah, yeah, what is it? What is it? Mystery. Yeah. I'm holding that. uh uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so, um... I'm trying to say very good you order, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so, so how does the... do you... Um, Ever notice the Dharma? Does it flow through you? And if it does, how does that happen? Or what does that look like? Or what do you have to say about that? If any. Um, tell you what, let me give you the questions, and then you can write. Okay. So then, and then another one is, oh, um, how do you take care of yourself moment by moment? What does that mean? How do you take care of your life, not yourself, but your life? What does that? mean to you? What does that look like to you? What does that mean? Okay. All right. One thing that um, I've noticed through these different writers, they've all had different ways of looking at the same thing, talking about it in slightly different ways. Like Kenji talks about energy, and um, Dogan doesn't talk about that so much. But it's you know one of his key things is dropping away body and mind, and um, so they all have their own little framework of saying the same thing. So I'm curious, what is your framework for thinking about these things? And how do you interpret this thing called your practice? Thing is probably not the right word. So how do you interpret your practice? And the next one is, um, what binds you to your individual self? Uh, and then what helps you get free? That's part B. It's just another question, but they're related. To And then, um, the last one is kind of a follow up on that, uh, what is, what is liberation for you? What, what does that look like? <clears throat> what does it mean? And I guess I I didn't say this. This is another question. I have a lot of questions. Probably more questions than there are time. (laughs) (laughs) I did have another one that I left out, and that is, how do you view spiritual practice? How do you view spiritual practice? So let's see. And we should probably have a few minutes at the end to talk about this so let's give 10 minutes of talking and then um, so that's 11:20. Are you monitored rosemary? Yes, yes. Okay. So um, so it looks like we've got four minutes plus uh, plus. 30 is that right so um meet back at eleven twenty. yeah yeah that would be a good time to do something so so um do we are you should we get in groups i guess groups would be nice or not um to talk about uh, we're just gonna write i was thinking breakout groups are not for us we could just do it on our own um yeah, I think everybody's gonna ride on their own and then Fine. we can get- Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Talk about it individual. I mean in- okay. okay. See you soon. Bye. Okay.